Hello, internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 108. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here for more Sean Connery with James Bond movies, or 007, or however the fuck you put it. Um, we're going to be talking about Goldfinger, but before we get into that movie, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? And I'm going to change it up a little bit, and we're going to go with Zach at number one. Hmm. Uh, been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just beat it uh, last night, or the night before last, I mean. And um, it's it's really good. I like most of what it did. Uh, I, I I don't know if there's much else we can get into with that right now, because you haven't beaten it yet. Mm. Uh, or if you're still wanting to do a thing where we all talk about it or not. Yeah, you fuck. See how's it feel? No, I, I actually, ha- <laughs> I actually fucking play in the game, and fucking, I can't still get past the Hell House. I tr- Dubs, there's no shame in this, and I know that a lot of people who hear it are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, fucking bullshit." Fuck that. Look, you're an adult. You've got a life. You've got a job. You don't have time to fuck around with this dumbass Hell House. You can <laughs> go into the settings, change it to easy, beat the Hell House, change it back to medium. That's that's perfectly fine. It's the modern era. You can just fucking do that in games. I don't give a fuck. You can do it. But, I, I, it's, I give you permission. Just but, do it. But will it mess up my trophies? I don't know. And who cares? Yeah, Their PlayStation trophies. PlayStation trophies are less worthless than the achievements they're ripping off. Oh, shit. I don't know that, I, I don't know that it does done. anyway. Yeah, honestly, I, I think uh, most of the trophies, are. Pro- you're probably going to get them no matter what. Yeah, I'll probably do that. I'll probably turn it to easy. Dude, no, and I'm sorry for, like, stealing your thunder, Zach, on your section, but literally, um, I was this close of fucking mm-hmm. beating uh, Hell House, and then all of a sudden, he just fucking threw chairs at me and shit, and just fucking decides to shit out, like, these fire things, and I'll just, uh, and then, you know. Hey, house, bitch. Yeah, whatever. You gotta keep your party healed up. You, you gotta be ready. Oh, dude, I'm fucking Hyper Potion, fucking uh, that bitch's name that I can't say all the time. I'm, yeah, and then, like, the her limit where I just fucking heal all the time. I've been using that. Then I use fucking Cloud's uh, Cure fucking power. I still get my, asses ha- my ass handed to me. When do you stream it? You, you're on a schedule, right? Yeah, I'm, well, I gotta get through fucking Last of Us first. Um... Because, I don't know, I need to finish that game. But even though I know the spoilers and shit, there's certain parts where I'm just like, I don't know what's going on and I need to know. Oh, that reminds me. But Zach, back to you. Okay. Uh, uh, beat that. Uh, playing, still playing Command Conquer Remastered. Uh, anything else? Nope. I watched this movie. That's uh, That's been it for me. Have you been watching any wrestling? Because I haven't. No. You guys say that every week now. Have you been watching wrestling? No. It sucks now. No, I'll bring this up. I The only thing I watched was I saw Jericho come out, and then I was like, oh, Jericho's coming out. And he's facing Orange Cassidy at fucking Fighter Fest. So I was like, not interested anymore, because that's stupid. But, uh, but the promo he did was fucking pretty funny, because he's like, Jericho is pretty much being like the the Jim Cornette 
and like every wrestling fan be like, your gimmick is fucking stupid and I'm going to beat the shit out of you every time you put your hands in your pocket and do that little stupid shin kicking move. And He's not wrong, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought the entire profession of professional wrestling was outed for being sexual predators last week or some shit. Oh no! Yeah, that, that was that, that was something that happened too. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, everybody's being outed all of a sudden, everywhere at once. <laughs> well, the the uh, the way. Uh, so we had Velvet Dream that apparently was a pedo and like grooming fucking uh, children, which apparently that's now fake. Uh, two, um, what was the other fucking uh, NXT? Jim Cornette had allegations against him, and apparently they were made up fake shit from a guy whose fucking Twitter account revolves around hacking the AKI N64 games. okay (laughs) yeah and like that immediately i I saw who posted this and i'm like this has to be fucking horseshit and then i read his story and then it involved like facebook being a thing back when facebook was not really a thing and none of the timelines matched up of when he was doing anything because he remembers every goddamn thing he did in excruciating detail down to the years, the dates, the fucking all that shit. So is it all fake or were there actually like I, I honestly have no clue. Like someone mentioned <laughs> it to me in passing, but like are, did a bunch of people lose their jobs because they're sexual uh, predators or was it all fake bullshit on Twitter? Some people have and I, we're just talking about the ones that have apparently been disproven so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, so, so th- those were fake. Velveteen Dream and uh, Jim Cornette are clean. Yes. Yeah. Um, good. I like both of them. There's one that like they fucking like fired right away, uh, and that was uh, Gallagher, uh, where apparently, yeah, where apparently he was like sexually assaulting or uh, or just assaulting uh, a woman. And that was kind of like, eh, and and without investigating, uh, WWE kind of ousted, and yeah. All uh, just just as an aside, not defending anyone, but uh, all all wrestlers that work for WWE are at will employees, right? Yeah, they're independent contractors, so they can just terminate their contract. It sucks. It's uh, like we've talked about this before in the context of healthcare, but man, it sucks that they don't like have a union or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they keep they keep on bringing that up, and every time, like, obviously, it gets shut down. Um, no kidding. But you know, with another case, really, really long time ago, Enzo Amore. I remember when that uh, allegation happened, where you know some chick out of nowhere said, "Well, you know, Enzo raped me," and without investigation, like WWE is like, "Bye, bitch," and come out later when Enzo sued her and all the de- uh, discovery came out, like she was joking about it or just like lying about it. And he lost his job. I mean, he's, he's not a great guy in the locker room. It's proven that he's an asshole. So I guess they were looking for a reason to fire him. And when that came up, they were just like, Oh, you raped, you raped a person Bye. And then it came out as fake. Uh, I mean, if it was true, if, if, if he did do that, then yeah, that that would be the right course to take. Fucking fire his ass, but yeah. But where's the where where's the redraw the line, brother? I know, I know, I know. And uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spend the whole podcast on this, but I no. will say this: like, it's not really the WWE's job to investigate allegations of sexual misconduct. It's the police's job. Yeah, yeah. 
but now all you have people to say is like, oh, this person did something. And then the company goes, oh, you you did that? Goodbye, you're fired. And then you're- I know, I know, I know. You, there's a bunch of fake, fake me too. And and uh, not that all me too is fake, but fake me too and cancel culture and stuff. So it's a slippery slope, I guess. But yeah, I, I just, I didn't know anything about it. And I figured you guys could illuminate me. Mm. And uh, sorry to like dwell on this a little bit, but like, a lot of streamers and YouTubers are also getting me too as well. Like Angry Joe, uh, his YouTube, uh, apparently same situation where, you know, she was forced, uh, forcibly touched uh, sexually. And then Angry Joe is like, nah, bitch, that didn't happen. And here's my lawyer. And if you keep on saying this, uh, you know, you're going to be facing, you know, defamation charges because it is defamation. Uh, and then all of a sudden on Twitter, she was like, "That I didn't say that you sexually assaulted me, even though she said he sexually assaulted me. So yeah. anyway, kind of, kind of get off this topic a little bit. But Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching? I'm still keeping up with Animal Crossing. Every week it's less and less. I got to manage to get on. I run. I completed, um, I completed all the fossils in my museum, and that was like a big milestone for me. But now I'm just horsing around. Uh, if something's cool, I buy it. I check on turnip prices, stuff like that. But they announced a new um, expansion for free that's coming out, I think, the 3rd of July. So that'll re re revitalize my interest in Animal Crossing a little bit more. Um, I finished the new season of Rick and Morty. It was it was killer. Uh, of course, it was very funny. Um, I watched Uncut Gems again. Uh, someone I was with wanted to see it. They hadn't seen it before. It was still great. I really liked that movie. And like knowing what's coming at the ending is kind of even better because you're looking for the themes because the theme is like, you know, he's addicted to gambling and he's a shitty human being, but you're still like rooting for him. I, I can't say enough good things about Uncut Gems. It's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Everyone should watch it. And I finally, fucking a year later, finally watched The Lighthouse. It's, of course, brilliant. I fucking loved it. I can believe the foe fucking humping pillows and farting and shit. <laughs> It's pretty much his character, and also being an asshole. Uh, yeah, he's a bad person. they're both bad people, though. So, oh yeah, definitely. All right, I guess. I guess to me, if you're done, Andy. Mm -hmm. So I've been playing Final Fantasy. Uh, can't get past Hell House. We already solved that. Just turn it to easy mode to get past that. Uh, I played Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I'm gonna do a hot take. Now, a hot take that, you know, most people are saying this game is garbage. Hot takes are supposed to be short. You're not supposed to have a preface and then and then like a conclusion. Just tell us. Do you hate it? Do you love it? I think it's OK. <laughs> Just OK. Yeah, there was a lot of writing that uh, could have been better. Uh, I love the combat. A lot of people give shit about the combat in the first one. The combat in the first one was okay. The second one is way better. And, you know, there's a, it's fucking more gruesome, dude. Like, Ellie stabs people in the fucking throat. Uh, this other character that you play in it, um, she's fucking strong and, like, stomp, like, these zombies' heads and stuff. But it's So there are fucking zombies in the game. Oh, yeah, they're infected. They they run like zombies. I know, but in all, I feel like in all the trailers, they would never show off the zombies. It was always like people. And I was like, so is this still a zombie apocalypse or is it just an apocalypse now? Um, they have like different tribes and like uh, uh, groups of people. 
And they're doing like the Walking Dead thing. We were like, oh, there's a zombie apocalypse, but there's the, the people are also bad too. That's that's the vibe I get from Last of Us is like Walking Dead. And I got bored of the Walking Dead before before everyone else did. Like in season two, I was like, yeah, this show's boring. And I just never watched it again. Mm-hmm. And that's not a slight against people who like it. I see I see that it's like a decent show. I just I personally got bored, and that's why it's taken me so long to get around to Last of Us. Well, the and, and and it's it's funny you say that because this the second game has bad pacing like Walking Dead. Where, really? Yeah, where it's just like, well, why didn't you put that scene in the beginning instead of me just like doing this crazy shit that's actually good and then slow it down with like a flashback and stuff. And it's just like I, I could have dealt with that in the beginning area. Do you know much about um, was that game written by like, is there a writer and a director or is it more of like a, a group kind of situation? I think it's a two person writing. I know Neil Druckmann also wrote this uh, game okay. and a lot of people give Neil Druckmann a lot of hate, which sometimes, he you know, he deserves it because he's um, he's a sarc- uh What's that lady's name? That's for like uh in Gamergate, Sarkeesian or whatever. Yeah, he's he's. It's either Anita or Anna Sarkeesian. I can't remember. Yeah, he's very pro her, and it's like sickening. And you could tell in the story, a uh, story where like certain dialogue is for that. But hey, that's not my, you know, that's not my cup of tea. Just ignore it. And then when you say it's just okay, is that both gameplay and story are just okay, or is there one you like more than the other? I like the gameplay more than the story. I think the story needs, uh, if if I was given it, or if the world world was given a chance for a rewrite, uh, I would ask for a rewrite. Hmm. I've heard criticisms that the gameplay is the same and it hasn't changed much at all. Uh, Wasn't the game it, fun though, right? Well, the, yeah, yeah. The, the gameplay is fun. <laughs> the thing that they added was pretty much you can swim and you could jump. That's about it. <laughs> I think I mean, that like the, the criticism, well, it's like that the last one came out in 2013. It's been seven years. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, so seven years later, you give us essentially the same gameplay with relatively no changes at all. Well, sure. here, here's the thing. Like when I played the first game, I didn't give a shit about the, the gameplay. I was very story uh, driven in the first one because I loved the whole Joel and Ellie and them being in this world because my favorite world is a post-apocalyptic world, which I really liked. And then, mm-hmm. then you go to part two, and now I'm the complete opposite, where I'm not favoring the story, but I'm favoring more of the gameplay, which is interesting in, in, in my personal view. So, um, Also, I did a little digging real fast. Uh, Neil Druckmann is credited as the only writer for the first game. And... He also write, writes the second game with somebody else, uh, Haley. What's what's her name? Haley Gross, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but he did direct the first one as well. And the, and the first one's good. You both like it, right? Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And yeah, I, I think when you finally play it, when we we do our idea that we've been talking about. Oh yeah, it's gonna be on my my hit list. Yeah, dude, just don't worry. About it. The gameplay in the first one, the gameplay is just like a a background thing, like an appetizer 
but like that's, that's fine. I've gotten through many, many games just due to the story. Like it's the only reason I played an Assassin's Creed game past the first one. It's the only reason I finished Doki Doki Literature Club. It, like, don't worry, story's enough for me. Yeah, it, that story is gonna get you. The second one, dude, I. I'm up to a part where, I'm, where you know, when you play a game and you're just like, wow, it's way fucking long. Where am I in, the, like, the strategy guide or the, the walkthrough? And that's how I am right now. I'm just, like, I'm looking through IGN walkthrough, and I'm like, man, I'm only, like, a quarter in the fucking game. It feels like I've been playing almost the whole game. <laughs> it's not good. You're already looking for it to end. Yeah. That's, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm trying to think what I what I watch. Um, I watched this one movie with my dad when I went to my parents' house called Proximity, uh, where this kid got like abducted by aliens, and when he came back, like he had this like you could put items in like a dimension, a different dimension, and he made like a video where because he took a video of an alien and put it online. When you when you think of going on YouTube or like online and you see uh, check out this alien, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Fake, right? Fake. Yeah. So like the whole world was like you know saying it's fake, and then like the news company wanted to talk to him, and they did an interview, and like he thought he was gonna get a serious interview. Um, we were just like, oh, I you know I I talked to an alien, and they just like made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time well long story short stuff happens with the alien there's like a evil agent villain thing that has like androids as like stormtroopers which is really it gets really weird but it it was a decent watch but that's all i've been doing oh and watching hell's kitchen because hell's kitchen's funny ah, yeah <laughs> i like that show too yeah all right i guess we're gonna get into some goldfinger so more Sean Connery. Um, what did you guys think of the intro song and obviously the outro song with the gold finger? It kicks was? ass. The song's great. It's classic. You got to do the fucking sax. Yeah, I liked it. I it it scared the shit out of me at first because I was like, <laughs> it scared you with its bombasticness. Yeah, because I'm like, holy shit. And, you know, um, I like that the intros are getting more uh, flashier. Like, it felt- I, love the, I love the intro of this movie. It just immediately starts with him, like, he's just fucking do- using a bullshit, like, snorkel thing. Gets out, and then he, like, goes and he takes some dude out, and then he goes to a silo and fucking sets it up to blow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, what, like one some- of my favorite parts from any Bond movie, particularly from I, one of my favorite moments from any opening specifically, is um, he he, do, he does all that stupid bullshit, he, he climbs, he frogmans in he's got the stupid bird on his head and he puts a plastic explosive on there and he gets down, he starts taking off his wetsuit fucking tuxedo, right underneath Christine! Yeah, he has a flower from somewhere, <laughs> and then puts it in his lapel, and then just like goes down to the club I fucking love that and then the explosion happens, and he's, like, lighting a cigarette. He's just not even fucking yeah, bothered. Whatever, just... that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, the instinct on me when he did that, by the way, when the bomb went off, I was like, oh. I was thinking right away, I was like, oh, there's going to be another agent there that's going to see him, like, not running and not caring about the explosion while everybody's, like, fearing for their lives and stuff. So but... That, that kind of happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I like the fight too in the bathroom where he like he's like I got some unfinished business to attend to, and he goes he, <laughs> he finds that dancer chick, and then like that dude tries to attack him, and he sees his, her, his reflection in her eyeball. He fucking does that <laughs> cool shit. shit. That was awesome. And then he fucking just killed him with in the bathtub with electricity. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> he looks down at her because she was like in on it. Positively and just like shocking. leaves. <laughs> He's positively shocking. And then he leaves. But but by, uh, by the way, like when, uh, you know, the attacker came up from behind from James Bond, uh, I thought like whatever object he had, it was a knife, right? I thought he had like a club or something. It just looked like some kind of like little cudgel or some bullshit. I just love that. I just love that Sean Connery is just a. Well, he's he's doing a defense, but like he like puts the woman in front of him to take the brunt of the. Fuck him! She was she was in on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's gonna get him killed. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Andy, since you were like, uh, you look into like the, the backstage stuff of this. Did Sean Connery do any fight scenes in this movie? Or I don't know as much about the making of Goldfinger. Like I know a lot about From Russia with Love because I listened to the Criterion Laserdisc commentary. Mm-hmm. And there does exist a Criterion Laserdisc commentary for Goldfinger, but I haven't listened to it yet. I'd like to one day. In fact, there's one for Dr. No as well that I haven't listened to yet. Those are the only three they ever released, though, Criterion on Laserdisc. I'd love to see like a modern-day Criterion blu-ray but that, that'll never fucking happen now mm-hmm. um uh yeah i don't know a whole lot about the background in this movie honestly which is strange because this is this is definitely and i'm sure you guys know why this is one of the most famous and most referenced um james bond movies uh just the idea of gold finger is like spoofed in a bunch of like children's cartoon shows i can think about like the tick and animaniacs and looney tunes like referencing that premise um it's such a famous trope that the entire third Austin Powers movie is based around it. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then the scene where Bond is strapped to the table and Goldfinger's using a laser has been spoofed in fucking everything ever made. That's one of the most spoofed movie scenes in popular culture. It is. Yeah. How do you say uh, the guy's name that plays Goldfinger, by the way? Oric Gold, you mean like the uh, actor's name? Yeah, it's Gert something. Know. Gert uh, Frobey? I don't know that actor. Let me, let me look him up. Yeah, because I'm looking at it right now in IMDb and it says Gert and then it says F R O B E, but it has like two dots above the O. So is that. I want to say Gert Frobey. Frobey? I don't know. Frobe? Frobey? I want to say Frobe. Frobby? <laughs> Frob. Hey, Frobby. Hey, Frobby, come over here. We need you to tell James Bond you expect him to die. <laughs> I thought it was weird that, like, when they, uh, fucking uh, Felix was telling him, like, about Goldfinger, he's like, no, he's British. He just doesn't sound like it. This dude's obviously German, and he sounds yeah. German. Why didn't you yeah. just say he was German? Or, like, he, he's had shit based in Switzerland, clearly. I Why didn't you just say he was Swiss? I think that's something else that they just, like, carried over from the book. and. Yeah movie like they just write it because they mention he's got he's got something down in kent and something but it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter the story he could have been from new zealand he could have been from papua new guinea he could have been from the moon it doesn't matter in this story necessarily no i just thought it was kind of weird one of those little weird things it seems like each movie has one thing that's like that's weird (laughs) yeah in this case it was this 
Um, I do. When he, I love that James Bond. Like in the beginning of the movie, he sees like Goldfinger, and he he goes up to his like his hotel suite and shit, and just takes that uh, maid's key and goes in. And she's like, "That's Goldfinger's suite." He's like, "Thank." I forget what he says, but he says, like, "Thanks, you're very sweet." I know. Yeah. <laughs> And then you obviously see, you know, that chick, the, you know, cheating for Goldfinger. Masterson, uh, Jill Masterson. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, it's funny. Just that whole scene is funny where he's just like, I, I'm going to steal your girl. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your card game and I'm going to steal your girl. And, no, uh, let's be generous. Yeah. 15 grand. <laughs> Nod your head if you agreed. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, the next scene, you see Odd Job come back, uh, <laughs> come up behind him and do that karate chop, which I fucking laughed out loud. So it was so cheesy, but I love it. By the way, he gets karate chopped, like, on his shoulder area or, like, the back by the neck. And he's like, what is James Bond out for, like, a good two hours, do you think? There's nerves, man. There's a bunch of nerve. There's nerve ending clusters back yeah. there. And I guess because he's strong too, right? Because he's like a strong motherfucker. Apparently, he's fucking impervious to pain until he gets electrocuted. Shocking, Gosh. I know. But... <laughs> I just got a fucking somebody's following or doing something. But anyway, I just got an alert in my ear. Um, trying to think what I didn't like about the movie. I think what I when I started like phasing off a little bit was when the when Pussy Galore came into play. What stupid thing. Yeah. I like how he even says, like, like he I wakes must, up in the plane, I must be dreaming when she says her name. My name is Pussy Galore. And she says it like without laughing at herself, which has <laughs> got to be impossible. Come on. You got to give her props. She, she managed to do that take without laughing. And I got really confused on like who's good and who's bad at times because like, James Bond was always like hanging around with Goldfinger because Goldfinger had like this like had him as prisoner, but then he would yeah. like w he would have him like walk freely at sometimes, and I'm just like, what is going on right now? Well, he was being watched. Pussy was on was was watching him. Yeah, and then <laughs> then and then like Pussy, <laughs> I can't fucking uh, not laugh when I say that name, but uh, Mrs. G Pussy P Pussy Galore, um, like. She did this like foreplay shit that was kind of like a little annoying to me a little bit where she's like, I'm a tough bitch. But then like she would get thrown on the hay and stuff and roll in the hay, brother. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, that's that scene would not work well in today, by the way. I think no, no, no. I have a I have a drunken rant that I'm not drunk enough to go on right now, but it's a long one. And it's about how um, James Bond's dick saved the Western economy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Because this whole movie hinges on the fact that he makes Pussy Glore switch sides. If it wasn't for that, it wouldn't work. Because he does all that really clever shit where he's got, like, the little tracer and he puts it around um, uh, the, the thing and sends it with, uh, what's the guy's name? Solo, the gangster. And... Um, but the car gets crushed and the, the Felix and the other guy don't actually get to see the note. So at first it seems like Bond's being really clever, but actually his plans just like go to shit like immediately. And the only reason anything works out is because he fucked pussy. She decided, oh, I'm good now. His dick's awesome. 
<laughs> and contacted the CIA or FBI or whoever and like gave up the, the plan. That's the only reason that this entire movie works or out works out for the best. I should say it only like, the whole movie's exciting. And really it's more, it's less about bond defeating the villain and more about bond, not getting fucking killed for like the whole second act. <laughs> it's true because he's just at the mercy of Goldfinger from from very early on in this movie and goldfinger could just kill him whenever he wanted to but bond is like oh uh uh, uh i'll be replaced by someone else they know what i know and he's like mm, you don't know shit you asshole he's like what about operation grand slam which is something he literally just overheard while skulking around outside he has no fucking clue what operation grand slam is he has no idea at all and just pulls it out of his ass and somehow it keeps him alive um, by the way, and judging based off of like the, you know, the CIA and the colonel going, oh, thanks to Pussy Galore, you know, we would have never known the plan. So when she was in the, uh, the, the helicopter, uh, doing that gas, there was no gas is what I'm, I'm guessing. Right. And they all just, yeah, right. they, they swapped the gas. Yeah. Okay. So they just all like fell down. By the way, that scene was fucking hilarious because every time I, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see who, which soldiers like did a really good job at falling and others that did shitty. A lot of them like catch themselves and stupid shit. Yeah. And when you see the movie for the first time, you're like, lol, awful acting. But after you finish the movie, you're like, oh, that was actually perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, ah, that guy just, like, you know, broke his fall with his arms and shit. I was like, what a douche. And then, like, obviously, I was like, oh, pussy galore. I guess use, like, I don't know, a different gas or something. Um, I mean, I assume it was nothing. They, the planes just flew over, and everyone was told, eh, just fall down. Mm -hmm. And then when it's 12 o'clock, you can stand up, and some of the commandos are going to shoot at people. If only it was Smilex gas. <laughs> Smilex. <laughs> I like the jumping around, uh, not the jump, not in the movie, but that's when we jump around and stuff. But like uh, when we see Odd Job in his fucking hat, uh, when he throws it at the statue, and he's like, "Oh, the club is gonna be bad." He's like, "Well, I own that club." I, I doubt it very much. I own this club. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes too. Is where they're playing golf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was a kid, I fucking got bored out of my skull. But now that I'm older, like I really like the whole golf scene because it's like. If, that, if that's his ball, I'm Arnold Palmer. He's like, it's not. I'm standing on it. It's like, wow, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Goldfinger cheated first, so it's it's cool if Bond cheats. But it just felt like he was already like kind of cheating at that point. Is, is that a rule, by the way, that if it's not your ball, you lose? Or is that just like... I assume. Yeah. I, um, it, it sounds like a rule. I mean, if you played a ball that wasn't yours, then... Uh, you're not hitting it from where it dropped. That that doesn't make any sense. And I love the anticipation too, like when he when they switch the balls and stuff, and when it falls off the tee, I was like, oh, this is when he's gonna find out. Yeah. yeah so it's your honor, sir. That's fine. Let this idiot go. Zach, do you have any uh, comments about um, any part of the movie? Um. Let's see, kind of went over two of the scenes I really liked. Uh. I, this is just something I noticed watching the whole movie. All of the women who were like interesting or like were had a part, some kind of part in the plot, even if it was small, were all blondes. 
That's with, true. With blue eyes, and I thought that was really odd, except for like the dancer chick in the beginning. I didn't notice the eyes part, but I mean, it makes sense that uh, uh, Jill and Tilly Masterson look the same because they're sisters. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, pussy has blonde hair too, huh? And I'm just like, what? And then all her uh, flight, her her fucking blue angels chicks or whatever the fuck they are, they're <laughs> they're the same. It's the same thing. I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Is this like a, a motif? Are you trying to what? Maybe it was just luck. Maybe it was just dumbass luck. I don't know. I mean, they could have dyed their hair. Maybe it was like, a, oh, if you work for this this troop, you got to dye your hair. It's Gold, a thing. Oric Goldfinger has strict guidelines. If you work for him and you're a woman, you will be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this? Speaking of Tilly, uh, what did you think <laughs> the, the scene where Jason was like, who are you shooting at? I was shooting at Goldfinger. Well, you're a horrible you're a shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> fucking funny. Dumbass. Because that was um, a fucking bad shot. And she's from. she was higher. Uh, she had a b- good vantage point, I think. It was a long shot in her defense. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like that was like a they, they swerved you like twice over. Who's the who's the bar girl in this movie? First, you think it would be like uh, Jill and then she just dies immediately. Mm-hmm. And is gold, and, and is gold, and then, it, then it's like, oh, it's her sister now, and it's like, and it's also cool because it's like, oh, there's, are they fighting each other? And it's like, no, it was a misunderstanding. And then she gets killed by Oddjob, apparently, which is like one of my least favorite parts of the movie because she's like running and he's just like, whoosh, dead. <laughs> her head should have flown I, off at least. It doesn't feel like the right amount of of dramatic i was thinking that too but i guess maybe it's more of like a blunt force like he broke her neck kind of thing i i think that's what they tried to sell it as they didn't they didn't have tom savini there to fucking right her head they fucking explode <laughs> uh and then and then you got pussy galore who's like it's i guess it's her it still kind of feels weird to call her that in that role but no she is she's the bond girl in this movie yeah whatever yeah i thought it was gonna be tilly but then like that fell through, and then it was fucking whatever her name Pussy. That Gore. felt that that felt like a nothing burger for me. I was like, oh, like it, to me, it felt like yeah, it would be her. And then like, no, she's dead. Was like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What else? Uh, what else? I was gonna say I, I I I like the chase scene at when he finds his like little fucking factory or whatever the hell that is out there in Switzerland. Yeah, I like every scene with the DB five in it because that car kicks ass and is just iconic. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was, uh, I think this was the first movie it was featured in. Yes, it and is. Then, um, this was... Is that when Grandma took out a fucking machine gun and started shooting? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome and then um, I also really like the sequence uh, later, like when they're actually going to Fort Knox. I really liked all that because it was just like several minutes of like, there's no talking. It's just them doing stuff. And you don't need to be told what they're doing. You very clearly see what they're doing. You know what they're doing because it's already been explained what they were going to do before it happened. And it's just great. It's just like they're not, not treating you like you're a dumbass. It's just like, hey, if you paid attention earlier, you know what they're doing right now. <laughs> Refreshing. Um, what about the ending scene the, with the fighting uh, between... I think, I think my favorite part is when Oddjob and uh, James Bond was fighting. I think that was the only thing that I was like, this is satisfying to watch. Just feels like a, I'm using gamer terms here, but like a boss fight. 
that like a final boss fight because I didn't. Well, yeah, there's there's always there's always from this point on they realize because everyone else liked that scene. From this point on, they're like, oh, there's always going to be a big ass henchman and Bond's got to fight him. A big they, muscle they figured that out. The muscle, yeah. There's always going to be the muscle. Uh, I mean, when you, you'll see this one day when we're watching those movies. But after they invented Jaws, they're like, oh, I fucking like Jaws. He's going to be in like four more movies, and he was. Nice. Um, which, by the way, I forgot uh, GoldenEye, the, the video game. Did they put that uh, that ending where, where James Bond it hooked up to that bomb? Is that a, a level in one of the multiplayer games? I feel like it uh, is. I don't recall it in GoldenEye. It might be in another one. I haven't played them all. Oh, okay. Me either. I, I just remember Oddjob being in the game, which was like, he wasn't in fucking GoldenEye. Right, yeah, he's not, and uh, Jaws isn't, but, I mean, they're in there. There's a few other characters. Um, Baron Samedi's in there from Live and Let Die, and I can't remember some others, I'm sure. Uh, Q's going to be pissed off because uh, those wear and tears that uh, James James Bond did on the gadgets. Bond doesn't bring back shit in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's the joke, though, is he never brings anything back. Hey, he's still got his little shoe thing. No, he doesn't. That, what did he lose his shoe? He take well. He takes the tracer out of the shoe and wraps it around that note and puts it in the gangster's pocket. Well, he still has his shoe though. Well, yeah, a shoe with a big hole in it for a it, tracer. Still, you can make another one. It's the shoe's not lost. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, he doesn't even come back with his gun in this one. Yeah, it's gone. He can he can finally bring that Beretta out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, the PPK will come back. PP seven, PP seven in the movies. Oh, one thing I want to bring up, uh, when the bomb is, like, about to explode, like, James Bond is, like, looking at all the fuses and shit. And, <laughs> and, then, and then the fucking CIA guy comes, and he just, like, turns a knob, and it, like, shirts, shuts off. Like, what the fuck, dude? I I love that part. That I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Because in the movies, it's always they're always, like, on the radio with someone who's telling them. And that's a trope that came later. This movie came out in 1960-something, 4? 64. 64, yeah. And, like, you know, the tropes came later with defusing a bomb. But it's like, yeah, of course Bond doesn't know how to disarm a Chinese nuclear weapon. Eh. Um, well, remind me the motive, because if I remember, they were going to blow up that bomb and, like, radiate the gold. Was that the yes. plan? Yeah, it was to make his gold worthless with radiation. It's an inspired then... plan. Yes. Don't you think? <laughs> I love when Goldfinger goes in that room and everybody's like partying and he like turns the place fucking dark and he's like everybody's like what are you doing what are you doing and, and like the, the, the I think one of them actually says what's the meaning of this like, <laughs> what is the meaning of this it's like what is it six flags shut up, you, shut up you cliche <laughs> <laughs> look they were RSD, I don't like this they might as well have just said that <laughs> and then like the the floor like moves and shit and like a bigger version of the map of the uh, fucking uh, Fort Knox is on there. I was like, "This is yeah, guy's like, what's that map doing there?" And it's not a map; it's a picture. <laughs> it's a diorama. And Get I, it right. And I love every Sean Connery endings of the film, where it's always him and like a, a lady just like kissing, or you know, about to make love. They're doing it. They're not. They're not just kissing. Yeah, he's getting. He's getting. There's hardcore penetration and plot. (laughs) 
He has a license. Eighty cent. This the only way, reason this movie works is because he fucked the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Is there anything? Dick saves the Western economy. It's true. That that is the uh, that that's that's the you know that that's this movie. Did they shoot this film in uh, America? I'm sure they did part of it because there's a KFC in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky, they're there's having mint juleps too. Twice. They're they're drinking mint juleps. There was horsies. There was right. KFC. There's mint in this movie. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, I don't know what else to say unless you guys have anything else to bring up about it. Uh, yeah. One of the most important things to bring up when you're talking about Goldfinger is not only is that one scene where he's tied to the table and they're about to use a laser to like split him in half. It's <laughs> yeah. like one of the most spoofed and iconic scenes in all of film. But it also has uh, one of my favorite lines in a movie, period. And that is, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> It's just fuck. He's, no, 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 no. You misunderstand my intent. We're going to cut you in half with a laser that dispose of your body. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that whole scene is really cool and really tense. I just really like it. Um, What else? Did I, uh, man, I'm trying to think what else. No, I, oh, obviously with the money penny, you know, that scene. And like M is just like, no, the date is with me. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. And he's like, hey, this is the first movie that is done by a different director now so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would go on to direct several other Bond movies, including some of my favorites. The same director directs Man with the Golden Gun. He directs uh, Live and Let Die. Um, he directs another one. He directs Golden Knight. No, I'm just kidding. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. That's it. But yeah, he directs Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun. Those, those I fucking, those, I like those movies a lot, okay? <laughs> I like all the Bond movies. Who am I kidding? Bond. James Bond. He also directed Force 10 from Never Run. The budget also continually just increases a little bit. That's also interesting. That's going to keep happening. It's like Dr. No is like 1.1 million. And For Russia With Love was two. Oh, here's, um, Goldfinger's three. Here's something interesting to consider, and this is jumping ahead a bit. This is a few episodes down the road, but um, what did you say the budget to this movie was? Three million. Okay, the budget uh, to From Russia with Love was what? Two. Okay, and then the budget from Doctor No was what? One point one. One point one. Okay, the budget for the first James Bond movie was one point one, and to get uh, Sean Connery back to do. Um, never say never again. No, not that one. Uh, uh, Diamonds are forever. They okay. had to pay him one point two million. So he makes more money by himself than the budget of the first Bond movie in the last Bond movie that he's in. It's, I, I've always really liked that. That's funny. Like that's that's the that's the that's how much these movies blow up over time. Well, what what else was Sean Connery doing besides uh, James Bond during that time? Let me look. Let me see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I actually don't know. He was in, uh, I mean, he was in all kinds of stuff. He was in, like, some smaller, like, uh, what's that Disney movie? It's got green in the title. (laughs) Wow, that really narrows it down. I know. Um, Let me, I'm looking. Let's see. Uh, Shakari did Macbeth. He did. uh, He was in Marnie. Yeah. Marnie's a Alfred Hitchcock movie. 
I'm looking so far a bunch a bunch of movies I've never heard of. Yeah. I guess he he might have been like a big Zardoz right after Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> Zardoz. And then Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Oh he uh he was in The Man Who Would Be King in seventy five. Ransom. Is he in a bridge too far? I've seen a bridge too far. I can't remember him in it. Man Who Would Be King was great. Yeah, that's true. Fucking Highlander. Uh, yeah, did you get know he's in Highlander? No, I knew that, but I was like, no, he, you guys didn't bring up Highlander. Way later, it's '86. Yeah. yeah, you ever see he, Outland? He, he goes through a, a a point in his career where he's not exactly doing awesome. Like I, th- he must have a small part in A Bridge Too Far because I can't remember him in that movie. And then uh, Great Train Robbery. Okay, uh, I don't know what Meteor is. I don't know what Cuba is. Outland sucks. Uh, Time Bandits. I think he has a small part in. That's a that's a Terry Gilliam movie though. It's not bad. I have no idea what wrong and right is. I have no idea what five days, one summer is. Then he's in Never Say Never Again, the, which I think part of the reason they could get him is probably because his career wasn't doing great at that point. Wait, he was in the murder on or- the Orient Express? That's interesting. Yeah, the yeah he's Colonel Arbuthnot. Arbuthnot. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then Highlander in 86, which honestly, he's not even like that big of a part of. I mean, he is, but he's not the guy he's not really the guy in any movies after that until like hunt for an october i guess even then he's not the main guy but he's a pretty big deal yeah he's like he kind of does a supporting actor thing for a while so it seems to work for him so james bond must have like made him some bank pretty much to like have him set pretty much yeah i mean when when he was signed to uh when they paid him 1.2 million it was like unprecedented it was like a big deal at the time I don't know if it was the most anyone had ever been paid, but it was like, you know, it was like Robert Downey Jr. doing Iron Man. Like that kind of, oh my God, this guy gets paid so much to be James Bond. Uh, wow. That's inter- me looking at his list, like obviously Highlander and all these like supporting, uh, not even supporting, but like he co-starred in like all these movies. It's just like, it wows me a little bit because like, it, it, he was big back then, and he was still big. Like, oh, another film that he's uh, big in, The Rock. I mean, when you think of The Rock, you think of Sean Connery, and then you think Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So, so that's that's one film that kind of, I guess, made him big a little bit. And you know what? The movie had problems, but he is awesome in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, I need to. I need to watch it. I never seen that movie. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not outstanding, but. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good movie. Read the the comics, though. Holy shit, the comics kick ass. (laughs) All right, I guess we're all going to recommend this one because I I enjoyed watching it. There was some parts where it kind of fell off. Um, Loved Goldfinger, loved Odd Job, and (laughs) Pussy Galore is a fucking amazing name. (laughs) But what do you got? You guys agree? Recommend? This this movie's iconic. I love it. It has one of the holier plots like there's a few points where it's like well that doesn't make sense but that's not the point of james bond like just fucking enjoy the movie and this is this one's easy to enjoy what about you zach yeah i really liked it i think this one's probably my favorite so far yeah i I would have to agree um this one actually topped it for me than uh you know from russia with love i still like from russia with love it 
teeny tiny bit better, but I'm in the minority. This is generally speaking, this is this is most people's like favorite from this time. It's a lot of people's favorite Bond movie, period. Sweet. So next week, Andy, what are we watching? Or what are we talking about, obviously? Well, if you'd have watched the credits, you would have known that James Bond will return in Thunderball. Yeah. Oh, I guess another thing to bring up. Did, did they talk about Spectre at all in this film? No. No. It wasn't even brought up once. It would have been real easy for some like throwaway that, like, Hallward Goldfinger had had dealings with Spectre or he financed them or something. But no, no, that's not what this movie's about. Maybe Spectre will return in Thunderball. Hmm, we shall see. Mm, number one. Not Star Trek, everybody. Warp speed number one or number two, whatever. All right. Let's do some news that matter to us. So... A lot of shit has happened. Cyberpunk uh, had a little trail today. I kind of glanced at it while I was taking calls at work today. Um, I really liked the graphics. I don't know what was going on. And Keanu Reeves ended it. So, <laughs> how about yeah, you? Is he going to be like a figment of your imagination in it? Is he like in your brain or some shit? Because he's like, fuck. And then like he like glitches out for a second. He, he might be. Um, by the way, uh, I, I was watching Twitter, and a lot of streamers and YouTubers are apparently in the game. Uh, I don't know if you remember Jesse Cox and uh, who's that? Who's that guy who died of Jesse cancer? Cox from uh, like the completionist stuff. Total Biscuit. Yeah, Total Total Biscuit. He like did the the co optional podcast. He he's like one of the hosts. Jesse. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, Jesse Cox. He's he's uh his his. You know, face and everything's in the game, and um, we call it Co Carnage. He's a streamer on Twitch. Apparently, he's in the game. So apparently, they're getting like people, like YouTubers and Twitch, and <laughs> they don't have to pay them. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, not as much. They don't, have they don't have to pay them Keanu Reeves money. Yeah, and I, how much do you think Keanu Reeves made? Uh, you know, to you know get scanned in there, and I guess he's being like voiced mocap. And voice acting, yeah, I don't know. a few million. Oh, but dude, this this game is gonna sell like bank. Uh, apparently, there's a multiplayer in this game, which is really odd to me because Witcher Three didn't have multiplayer. The only multiplayer they had was an adversarial. What? What is it like co-op or what? Uh, they didn't really go into deep detail because I don't know why games are doing these these days where apparently, you know, they're going to put the single player first and then like beta after it launches. Just like get, spend more time and just release everything at once. But I don't really care about the multi multiplayer. I think what they're going with the multiplayer is kind of like GTA a little bit where you can roam around the city. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I can get down on that. So, th that's not concrete. That's just me thinking that's what they're going to do because they didn't really go into deep detail. Um, What else? Oh, you talked about there's going to be an anime uh, with Cyberpunk. That's what I saw. I mean, apparently they're going to do like a prelude show or something. That sounds really cool. I'm going to watch that. I, I, I just like... I, um. 
I mean, obviously this game has a great pedigree. Like uh, CG Project Red knows how to make a killer video game. Mm. And it looks really good, and I like Counter Reeves too. And but uh, it, just the aesthetic and the setting, I, I, I'm so excited about. It. Night City is like a term taken from like old cyberpunk novels from the 80s, and they rolled it over into the books. The old cyberpunk, uh, I think it was 2018, and then 2035 books and they're like tabletop they're basically like the competitor to Shadowrun, and Shadowrun still has like some weird fantasy like elves and orc bullshit but like cyberpunk was like all cyberpunk like this is this is blade runner snatcher kind of shit right here and i've just always really liked that setting mm-hmm. so i'm excited for this game based on that and then the other stuff is just like extra but you know make a show out of it yeah i'll watch that zach what about you are you going to be picking up cyberpunk uh, maybe. I'm not really committed to it. Mm. Yeah, I I feel like because I, I need to still play Witcher three. Um, Witcher three kind of overwhelmed me when I first played the game, but now like since everything came out and all the DLC, I'm like maybe I should dive into it. But I, Cyberpunk is more my alley uh, as far as setting and stuff, and um, apparently the customization is gonna be like so in depth where you could. <laughs> <laughs> you could customize your genitalia. That's true. Yeah. Seems pretty pointless though, considering all it's all takes place in first person. Yeah. I mean well, whatever. People like that feature. Put it in there. I don't care. But then what's the point? You don't ever see it. Unless you find a Maybe mirror. You do. I don't know. Maybe you This is dumb. I don't understand why they did that. And then they spent all this time on character customization you never get to see. They were they were trying to do damage control from when they said that you could be an attack helicopter. <laughs> I mean, the, on PC, there's obviously going to be a mod to hack it and be able to be for a uh, third person, but fucking consoles aren't be able going to be able to do that. So, and that's where most people are going to play it. Yeah, there is a trailer. You look in the mirror and kind of like see your face and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. Fallout, but then again, Fallout you can go in the third person. But whatever. Um, trying to think what else. To talk about uh xbox is having their event in july where where apparently they're going to be showing all oh halo infinite had a trailer which was like a teaser trailer to kind of set up for july um looks pretty good i'm not gonna get hyped up until is, I... it for real like I, is the deal that you can really just go all the way around the ring or whatever the what the ring the halo yeah like I, I saw that, like, oh, it finally fulfills uh, Halo's mission statement from way back. And it, like, teases that, like, it's an open world, you know, like, not an open world, but it, it they've they've mapped the entire ring itself, the entire Halo or something. I don't know. I guess we'll find out about that in July. Uh, I've, I'm really bad when it comes. I should break this shit down. But <laughs> apparently, like, an enemy is coming back uh, from the first game. It uh, starts with a B. Um, bitch. Yeah. There you go. The bitches are coming back. Wait, from the first game? Yeah. Ah, whatever. Uh, uh, beached. I think of anything. The beached things. I can only think of Banshee, but that's a fucking vehicle in a game. Yeah. I knew there was the Reach, and then there's the fucking Flood, and then there's the, which is like, it all rips off StarCraft, and nobody fucking ever would own up to that. <laughs> just saying but uh, well, what is, the Arbiter 
Huh? Yeah, what's the Arbiter's race in that game? I, I haven't played a Halo since Reach, so I don't know dick about fuck when it comes to Halo. Anymore. And I used to be like Halo fan number one. I fucking read some of the books. Well, Halo, Halo needs to go back to its roots in the first game. If they don't go back to the roots on their first game, I... If it's another mess like Halo 5, like... Covenant. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, I said Reach instead of Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm not really a big Halo fan. Yeah. Um. Trying to... What else did it come out? Oh, we talked about The Last of Us 2 um already so i'm not going to deep into that oh besides it got like review bombed and shit i and obviously review bombed when like the game came out in the first like 10 hours and it already got a 2.0 what got review bombed uh last of us part two yeah i knew that was gonna happen yeah because i I was like dude that is no way that you beat that game and like played it you just going off of the the leaks and you know all that politics stuff that goes on with that. Oh, Pokemon Snap. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I can't fucking wait. There's only, there's only a, a short teaser. I don't even think it has a date yet. But uh, me and everyone else has been saying for years, Nintendo, why didn't you make another Pokemon Snap? It's got to be easy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the Wii U should have had a Pokemon Snap. It would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have been perfect for that kind of game. It's, yeah. Whatever, I'll take it. I'll take it on Switch. I'm going to buy that. And that's not like an ironic, oh, I like Pokemon Snap because it's what I would do. No, I'm serious. I loved that game on the Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. I'm going to play this new one on the Switch 100%. They better bring back the little fucking stations at the Blockbusters for you to print out your pictures. Yeah, I got to be able to print out my pics. Oh, and uh, I mentioned this before the show, but apparently Tencent is making a Pokemon MOBA game. Uh, I didn't realize Tencent was behind that. I didn't realize it was a MOBA. Like, everything I hear about it keeps making me like, I like that even less. Oh, dude, like... I saw the trailer, and it was just like, eh, a new Pokemon game, who cares? <laughs> a perfect storm of fucking not caring. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Tencent is involved with, like, more stuff than than they should be. Like, it should be alarming. But, I don't know, it's weird that on the face of it, Tencent is doing this. Also, it's a MOBA. But there's something about saying it's a MOBA that just makes me think, oh, so it's for 17-year-olds. It's called Pokemon Unite, and it took, like, five people to explain what the game is during their little uh, video that they came out with. They couldn't just say it was a goddamn MOBA? Just one person couldn't do that? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Well, they need to sell it to a bunch of Pokemon fans who have never played a MOBA. A bunch of Pokemon fans who don't have Steam. Well, it, it, it's funny because, like, if if you slap on anything different than Pokemon, this game would be shit. Nobody would fucking play it. But because Pokemon is on there, you know, all the Pokemon fans are just like, oh, my God, Pokemon and Mobile. It looks like... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's a chance. It's got a chance. Uh, what, Andy, what have you been hearing about Nintendo Direct? Is that coming soon, or are they just being like, fuck it, we're just going to bring out, like, trailers whenever we want to? Bitch, we got, like several small ones recently we got an animal crossing one we got a pokemon one we got a smash brothers one they announced the new smash brothers character it's Min from arms yeah but what about a, a full direct like i don't know what do i my uncle doesn't work for nintendo <laughs> <laughs> because we still need to know about a fucking metroid even though i know that's like gonna be all right a... look, look look you you could watch an hour-long presentation and they could like squirt out 
Oh, Pokemon Unite. Oh, Min Min's going to be in the Smash Brothers. Oh, this other stuff. Or they could do what they're doing, which is like, hey, do you care about Animal Crossing? Fucking watch this Animal Crossing thing. Do you care about Smash Brothers? Watch Soccer. I talk about Smash Brothers. By the way, uh, weird aside, in that video, you see like Sakurai's like gaming setup, and he's got two TVs because he's a f- rich weirdo and a billion game consoles. Dude owns two PlayStation 4s and two PlayStation 3s. Why? <laughs> why not? I guess why not? But it's weird because someone zoomed in and they're like PlayStation 4 Pro, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, another PlayStation 3, and it's not even a different model. It's just like, <laughs> One is his PT PlayStation 4, and then, like, the other one is, like, maybe there's something oh, yeah. special. Maybe you're right. And then he's got, like, the whole, the, the Sega Genesis Tower of Power, or the Master System Tower of Power, of course. Hey, maybe he has a Japanese one and an American one. Maybe. That's possible. That's possible, because they weren't region-free. Because he does have both a Super Famicom and a Super Nintendo, but... In the same zoomed-in kind of thing, you can see the Super Cam- Famicom is hooked up, but the Super Nintendo isn't <laughs> okay to it. And some guy was like, Sakurai has game systems on display that aren't even plugged in. He's just like us. He's a true game collector. <laughs> 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 so really, all the funny stuff I've seen from the Smash Brothers presentation isn't about Min Min or Smash Brothers or anything. It's just about Sakurai being a weirdo. <laughs> Oh man, which is way more entertaining. I guess my my thing is, what is the next big Nintendo game that uh, we're all gonna be like wanting to get? Besides like know. expansions that are coming out, they're gonna have to talk about something for Christmas. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess Metroid maybe. I don't know though. I think I don't think we're gonna see Metroid. I think Metroid and Bayonetta, sadly, are both not this year. I'm still waiting on Bayonetta. Yeah, that's it's yeah. MIA still. Oh. I would like both of those. Um, I uh, there's still there's still it persists and it keeps coming back. There's all these rumors that they're going to release um, remastered like a bunch of Mario games for like some anniversary or something. But there there have been like um, uh, like URLs registered or or ESRB in Australia or some stupid weird shit like that. Um, Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy are supposed to be coming to the Switch, which I know for some people is like, who the fuck cares? But it sounds cool to me. I, I I never played Sunshine. I'll totally do it on the Switch. Wait. Sunshine is coming? That's what they said. Uh, it's not official. It's not official from Nintendo. That's that's a rumor that I've seen like fucking five times this year. Oh, dude. Sunshine, Sun, Sunshine is my jam. I fucking oh, love really? that. Yeah, I, I love that game. I barely played it, so I'm excited to play it. I, I beat Galaxy. I beat 64, of course, but uh, I'm anxious to, to plug that hole in my my Mario. Piece. I never I never played Galaxy. That's one I want to really play. Oh, it's great. Play Galaxy. The game kicks ass. It's really good. Sweet. Um, one more thing. I'm trying to think. Zach, do you have anything? Um, Joel Schumacher died this week. Rest in peace. That's oh. true. Uh, he made he made some re- couple really shitty Batman movies, but he always seemed like a really nice guy, and he apologized for it. I don't know. That's I, you cut me off. I wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> he he apologized for awful Batman movies. Rarely does a director ever fucking apologize. Uh, but yeah, he also made Falling Down and uh, Lost Boys, and uh, Phone Booth was pretty good too. Um, fucking Lost Boys. Probably, yeah. So. And weirdly enough, on the same day, this news started breaking. It's like Michael Keaton talks to be Batman again in in DC movies. I'm like, what? 
what? Yeah, what, what <laughs> movie? It's a Flashpoint movie? Is it based on, like, the Flash TV show, or is it, like, a completely no, no, different thing? It's based, like, in the movie continuity stuff. Um, and oh. it seems like they're going forward with, like, this multiverse thing in the Yeah, I thought Flashpoint, like, reset the the comics continuity, right? Wasn't that the big deal? Yeah, this could be a way for them to maybe course correct. Uh so, but whatever. I'm excited to see Michael Keaton be Batman again. Do you think he'll? Also, do you think he'll? Huh? You think he'll go into the original suit, or maybe like a different suit, being like a different Earth or something? Oh, I don't know, actually. Uh, but I saw a picture surface. It's probably Photoshop, but it was like it looked like him in like kind of like the style of the old Return suit. It's just how he looks now. Man. Older. And I'm just like, man, that looks cool. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a pipe dream, but part of me like really dreams that he is just like, you know, because he is older, he's just that. And then like in one of the alternate universes or whatever, we get like a, a Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond Batman. Yeah. Be or he's just Dark Knight Returns. He always yeah. said like if they wanted to make like a live action version of that, I would do it. That's what I love about him. He used to like hate, like he, he kind of hated like that. Batman kind of typecast him a little bit after a while. Yeah. His career kind of struggled after that. Kind of like sounds familiar. Sounds a little bit like Sean Connery. Well, dude, <laughs> dude, dude, the two, you, you, you never saw Birdman, did you? I didn't see Birdman yet. I know. Um, you should with that. But after he got older, he, he embraced it. He fully embraced it. He's just like, you know, looking back on it, that was actually like probably one of the best times of my life. Dude. And no, no, I no. I love it. <laughs> dude. W- w- yeah, his first like, his first movie that I know that he broke out in was fucking Mr. Mom. Mr. Mr. Mom. Yeah, and then you I ha- like that movie too. It's fun. Yeah, then you had Batman, and then like he took a break, and then he came back for White Noise. Do you get, remember that movie? That White Noise. Oh, he didn't take a break. He was still doing movies in the nineties. It's just like gradually they kept getting like less. They were less good, and then he did Jack Frost, and it kind of killed his career. Oh yeah, Jack Frost, and then he came back with, uh, you know, White Noise, that that horror White, movie, and then yeah, which was like, eh. and then yeah. Birdman came out, and then you know he started picking up. Fantastic. Yeah, he did little movies here and there after that. Yeah, then back and listen to our best movies of the last decade episode. Well, I talk about Birdman a lot. Did you guys see the founder where he was like the guy who basically founded McDonald's? We watched it on an episode of the show. Yep. Yeah. It was a good fucking film. It was. It was very good. Um, anything? Did you, Spi- you guys see Spider Man when he was the Vulture and it was amazing? Oh, that too. That's why I think he'll do it. I I think he's like, people are demanding it. He's into the superhero because he sees how much the superhero money is now. Yeah, they'll pay him <laughs> a million dollars to do that. Yeah, so I I think he'll do it. Uh, what do you think? It's you think it's gonna be a semi big role or just like a five minute scene? You think? Oh, it's got to be kind of big if they're just generating all this fucking press over it. Mm. Uh, maybe supporting. Yeah, is, is is my guess is he would be a supporting role for uh, Ezra Miller who fucking needs it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any anything else before we sign off? No, that was that was kind of it. That's like the only news that really caught my eye. Oh, uh, kind of bring up a little bit of wrestling. Fighter Fest is not a pay per view. Apparently, it's happening on Wednesday on a Dynamite. Just what so you fuck? know. <laughs> well, at least I don't have to fucking pay for it. 
Yeah. I don't know what any of those proper nouns were. AEW is a backyard wrestling promotion, according to the Howard Stern Show, where uh, Doug Goldust. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What Howard Stern says? I know, it's, for ten years. That was something that came up that was like really funny this week. It was like they were talking. Apparently, Howard Stern's favorite wrestler is Goldust. Go fucking figure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he was like, yeah, "Where right. is Goldust? He's gone now, right?" I loved Goldust during Attitude Era. He talked about his Tourette's gimmick when he got electrocuted. <laughs> Uh, that, that was the thing he really liked the most that Goldust did. And I'm like, that was fucking retarded. It was funny, but like, come on. But then the, the, somebody, a producer, sent him a note, like a written note. He's like, AEW. And he's like, what's that? And then like his co-host was like, it's a backyard wrestling promotion. And, okay. and I'm like, you know, they probably saw them fucking wrestling on the football field the past couple episodes, doing all that bullshit, not in the ring. And they assumed it was some shitty backyard wrestling promotion. Nice. Go figure. Mm. <laughs> Don't do shit in the ring. You're not a wrestling promotion. <laughs> All right, guys. I I, on, I, I'm sorry. I went on my cornet rant. That's fine. Uh, I think we're going to end it here, guys. Uh, this was episode 108. Uh, we're going to be doing Thunderball next, so make sure you watch that and then come back here and we'll talk about it. Uh, if you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes and Spotify. Um, also, we do have other podcasts that we do need to get back to quickly. Uh, <laughs> it's more of me trying to fucking read really fast. Uh, the Nemesis Project, where our next episode, we're going to be doing the Resident Evil books and talk about it. Books? Uh, yes. The novels, the novellas. It's It's actually... I actually like uh, the first book compared to the first game, just reading it. Because I, I uh, kind of sidetrack a little bit. I kind of like the part where, like, Jill Valentine is just fucking late. And, <laughs> and uh, she's running down the street with toast in her mouth. Yeah, actually, she's, she spills coffee on herself and all of her documents. She's like, fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm so ordinary. <laughs> and, and Chris Redfield is like, hates fucking the chief and, like, Bravo team went before Alpha team and shit. So it's character building. It's like shit you'd see in a movie, or they try to like give them more shit. Yeah. You know, give them more character. But yeah, we have the Nemesis Project, and then we have our wrestling podcast that we <laughs> we, we we just fucking hate wrestling right now. It's, Wrestling's retired right now. Well, eventually, we'll build up the the gall to get back to it somehow. Yeah, getting some our uh, wrestling podcast podcast is getting some color. <laughs> Uh, if you go to novnetwork.podbean.com, you'll see the Get In Some Color uh, uh, episodes there. We're not like The Undertaker. We haven't tried. I guess that's the other news is Undertaker's officially retired, question mark now. Again. No, for real this time. No, like he's at, Andy, actually, he's going to like every podcast available and just like talking normal voice. Oh, really? Because yeah. that's yeah. what I've always wanted. I've wanted to hear his stories and his, his backstage shit. You should watch the Last Ride documentary on WWE. It's like multi-part. They've mm -hmm. been releasing it. And it's basically just him from the, the camera crew following him around from the last few years. And just him talking about like his career and stuff mm. and, and all that. And it's just him. It's just Mark Calloway. I forgot. Has, what? Has he gone on any podcast where he gets to like really talk? Or is he still like associated with the company so much that it's only like, you know, no, he's spilling. He's going. He's going beyond kayfabe now. Uh, he's like out of his character. Um, 
<laughs> so I forgot what podcast he was on, and they were just like asking him, like, why, like, you know, Steve Austin, Triple H, you, and you know everybody that was in the Attitude Era and you know the Era before, like, you guys competed internally uh to get the brass ring which is you know the championship to be the man and he straight up said like out loud like everybody's just too nice in the in in the back room and like yeah i feel i feel like him saying that you know i just see vince be like god damn it you know god damn millennials and their stupid phones yeah <laughs> But it's interesting. He was on Jim Norton and um, the other guy's name. He's he's usually in like on the pre-show of WWE. But uh, anyway, I think we'll end it here, guys. Episode one hundred eight, Goldfinger. Peace out. Thanks for listening.